What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always boss player. Forever. Welcome into Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Ole Miss Spirit on three and inside the Rebels 247. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels 247. Hey, buddy. How are you, Ben? Good. How are you? What are you doing? Ben, you know what? I'm relaxing a little bit. It's been a week since National Signing Day. All the portal fever has kind of kind of tamped down temporarily for just a little bit. And we could start thinking a little about spring football which is right around the corner. Um, so uh, that, that's where I'm at. Spring football, um, basketball coaching search, uh, the opening day for the national champion Ole Miss Rebel baseball team. Um, so, you know, chugging along, feeling good. The Grove Bowl finally has a date. Spring practices have a date. They open in a month. You pumped? <laughs> Well, you know what? I, I'm pumped to get to see some of the some of the interesting new portal pieces. And I just put a story up on the on the front page of Inside the Rebels. The five guys I most want to watch this spring. Obviously, number one, Spencer Sanders. Okay. Um, if he can throw. If he can throw, having having us a, a little bit of a sore shoulder, but um, hey. The guy came here to do something, and uh, he's on the clock, right? I mean, March 21st, he had best be out there on that field competing for that job. Caden Prescorn, the tight end, can't wait to see him. Uh, I think he's a true tight end. He, he's not only a field stretcher, a good route runner. He can put his hand in the dirt and, and aid in the run game. He can play H-back. Um and Lane Kiffin can be uh, magnificent, if you will, with a true tight end in his lineup. So excited about that. Um, another guy, Monty Montgomery, the linebacker from Louisville. And, and, you know, I hate to say this like this, but Monty Montgomery was Louisville's second leading tackler behind who? Momo Sonogo. Okay. And Ole Miss did nothing to fight to try to keep Momo out of the portal. In fact, we're kind of encouraging him, him to get in the portal. He goes to Louisville, outperforms Montgomery, at least statistically. And now Montgomery is here playing linebacker for Ole Miss. Um, you know, I think there's something to watch there this spring as well in terms of, uh, you know, has Ole Miss helped itself at the linebacker position? Um uh, Couple other guys, Josh Harris, the big defensive tackle, six foot four, 325 pounds. Um, he's a space eater. Ole Miss needs a space eater, eater, not a heater, but an eater uh, in, in their run defense. Hey, a heater and would I'm, work too. Yeah, a heater would work as well. But, but he has the physical structure to clog up the middle of a defense. And, you know, you want to see how that plugs into what Pete Golding's got schemed coming up this spring. And then the other guy that, that I just cannot forget is Walker Howard. I mean, everybody has the mindset of Walker Howard is the future of the quarterback position at Ole Miss. And, 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 and that's probably right. 
I would put a lot of money on either it being Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders this fall leading the Ole Miss offense. But you can't just rule this guy out. I mean, he was a, a, a blue chip national recruit that couldn't get on the field at LSU because of circumstances. And now he's in Oxford. And, uh, you know, just, just don't forget about Walker Howard when you're figuring out how you think the quarterback battle is going to go this spring. And those are probably the five guys I'm most excited about, Ben. Let me play a hypothetical to you, all right? Here we go. Had Ole Miss landed Walker Howard last recruiting cycle instead of him going to LSU, and they were one of his finalists, even though he's an LSU legacy. Once LSU moved on from Ed Orgeron and went with Brian Kelly, it was a wrap. He was going to LSU. But let's just assume that Ole Miss won that out. And it was Luke Altmyer, Walker Howard, and Jackson Dart. Do you think it had played out differently? Do you think Walker Howard would have gotten some snaps early, maybe gotten him a game like Luke Altmaier did earlier in the year? It's really difficult to say. I mean, if you look at that scenario, and Lane Kiffin knows he's got Walker Howard coming in, does he even go into the portal and fight to get Jackson Dart here? I don't know. I, I You know, because I always felt like, you know, Lane – I always thought Lane knew Jackson Dart was going to be his quarterback. And – um I think most people did. I, I think he was being gracious with Luke Altmeyer, and and I, I still think he would have remained gracious with Luke, um, and uh, it would have been Luke and Dart in the battle, probably not the true freshman, though he, he's going to get in some games and play some snaps. I only bring it up because I'm curious if we're kind of discounting, and I've talked about this already before, discounting a little bit how big of an addition it is and what he could potentially mean as far as who's Ole Miss's starting quarterback. It's not like he's just a developmental guy. He is, but it's not like that's all he is coming in from LSU. This is a player they really wanted out of high school. And had they gotten him, the whole outlook of the room would have been potentially different. And he could be, I don't know, in a one-on-one battle with Luke Altmaier, your returning starter right now. So I just don't want anybody to discount what he could be potentially because Walker Howard was so coveted by Ole Miss coming out of high school. And, and it wasn't just Ole Miss either. It wasn't just LSU either. It was everybody. Every school of consequence pretty much offered Walker Howard coming out of high school. So this isn't just one of those, oh, lottery ticket, we buy it and see if it pays off. No, this is a player that's going to really factor in in the future because now he's used his one-time penalty-free transfer. He is here, and you've been wanting to see Ole Miss sign a high school quarterback and develop him. That's what Walker Howard is. Now, they didn't get him out of high school, but they did recruit him and tried to. They just got him a year later, and quite frankly, they got him when they needed him most, and that is now in a quarterback battle that's three-headed in nature and two accomplished guys in front of him, but he's talented in his own right. That's the only reason I kind of bring it up. Yeah, I'm going to throw something here at you as well. Um, and and while the legacy is cemented and will always be a part of Ole Miss football, that of Archie and Eli Manning, um, Peyton's got a kid throwing the football around that looks pretty good right now. He's a okay. young kid, but is the Manning quarterback – romance with Ole Miss dead there 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 are no more Mannings that are going to come to Ole Miss in the future right I figured y'all's age group would say it died even with Eli coming when Peyton didn't come so I mean there's not just some direct link from Manning quarterbacks to Ole Miss that's kind of a misconception out there that people immediately include Ole Miss I mean Ole Miss didn't really factor in all that much in the end 
to Arch's recruitment, and that was Cooper's kid. Yeah, that's right. And 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 you know, but you you might say, okay, the legacy died there, but then Eli was coming, and you know, so so it was revived. So really, other than Peyton Arch was the first one that went elsewhere. Moving on, Walker Howard. I just think. I'm not going to say he's going to win the job. He's not going to, in my opinion. I think it'll be Spencer Sanders or Jackson Dart, and those guys really battle it out. But Walker Howard's a good player, and had Ole Miss gotten him in high school rather than through the portal, I feel like Ole Miss fans will be treating him differently and have more, even more interest in how good he is or how he's participating and practicing in the spring because that's one of the most fascinating players for me to follow in the spring is no, Walker no. Howard just because Ole Miss has never really had this under Kiffin, a developmental guy. In the overall scheme of things, and it takes a, a, a leap and a bounce or two to see it this way, but Walker Howard was the biggest transfer portal acquisition Ole Miss could have gotten this year mm. because he has four years left to play, okay? Mm. He is the quarterback of the future. Um, if you don't believe me, ask Walker White, who quickly committed to Auburn. Um so, um, yeah, I mean, it's I, just I, the perfect place to be. It's like in one fell swoop, they made up for one of their most egregious recruiting misfires, and that's getting a good developmental quarterback to come in. And they got it through the portal because that's where Lane Kiffin has been most successful. He hasn't been as successful as far as high school recruiting at Ole Miss. Now, DeMond Williams is committed. He's a four-star, but you have to have that guy in between him and Jackson and Spencer Sanders that can compete with him um, theoretically. And Walker Howard is that, but he can also push. He's good enough to push if he does get an opportunity. I think all the all three of those guys will get an opportunity to showcase. Well, the the, the thing about high school recruiting, and man, I really hate to say this, but it, it's almost who cares anymore. Now you care that you brought in Sunterine Perkins and Aiden Williams, but it's going to be interesting to look back a couple of years from now and see what percentage of your high school signees finish with the school they signed with. You know, the reason I don't get upset, neither should you or anybody else, is that wherever they go, I would say the scales are, are weighted slightly to the fact they're eventually going to be back in the transfer portal. And somebody asked me on the board the other day, I'm not hearing much about junior college recruiting. Well, why would you? Okay? I, I mean, rarely... Jameer Lewis being the exception, but he was a qualifier and they went and got him a year early. Why go to JUCO when, when you can go play in the SWAC or at another FCS? And if you hit, you hit. Um, and chances are you're going to be developed better at the FCS program than, or the, the, the lower level G5 program than you are at a junior college in Perkinston, Mississippi. I, I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. So, you know, do you want to ride the games on a school bus on Thursday night, get back at three in the morning, have to be in class at eight, or do you want to fly to your games? It, it, you know, it, it's really, do you want cool stuff, plenty of stuff, jogging suits, toboggans, hats, sweaters, or do you want a T-shirt and a pair of shorts and you got to keep up with them all semester? Yeah, you got to wash them every day. Every day. I mean, so it's really kind of a simple choice. Well, and Juco recruiting, even when it was 
pretty prevalent with Wayne Dorsey, a five-star at Ole Miss signed him. I mean, you and I've talked about this a lot before. Juco prospects signed, even the high-profile ones take time. Now college football in 2023, there is no patience. There is no time. I mean, we're seeing that now. Jackson Dart started all but one game last year, and now he's competing for his job again. It There is no security, um, and that comes with free agency. That comes with programs like Ole Miss, for better or worse, operating as if they're a smaller, you know, kind of toned-down version of NFL franchises. And everybody kind of gets the directive. It's not like players are getting shortchanged. They know exactly what the deal is. You know, Deion Sanders did this at Colorado when he got signed. He walked in and he's addressing his team for the first time. He's like, hey, man, I don't even know if most of you guys are going to be here. But Juco's, there's just not the same need as there used to be. Look at just recently when Lane Kiffin went and got Isaiah Eaton and Jamon Gordon. I mean, two high-profile potential plug-and-play guys out of Juco, and neither one of them had the impact that Ole Miss needed them to do. Now, you could say it's not all on the players, and I would agree with you that it's a developmental thing as well, but there's just too much history with junior college prospects, and I don't know this about every other school, but Ole Miss used to lean pretty hard or heavily on junior college um, players, and I, I speak specifically of Wayne Dorsey because Wayne, it took him seven games to be really anything as far as impact, and then he got hurt. You just don't have the same timeline, and now with, with the advent of the portal, you're seeing schools say, you know what? Why even bother? Let's see if they go and stick at Indiana or uh, they go to Louisville, wherever. And if they're good there, then we'll take them for a year. Monotamani is a good example of this. He went to Wyoming and then he transfers to a junior college, Diablo College, starts to tackle. Well, now maybe he's useful to us. They, they don't have to take the risk anymore as far as the numbers on their roster and, and hoping that guys can come in and break the traditional JUCO mold and start from game one. Brent Schaefer wasn't very good from game huh. one. <laughs> Schaefer. Schaefer. Yeah. he should have yeah. been that was all on ed Ordrod. he was just he was an idiot well, because brent Schaefer. Uh, imagine brent Schaefer in 2023 he'd be incredible jeremiah masoli same thing the risk that you run nowadays is is the the chaos and the frenzy and the not knowing you know which of your current players are unhappy and are ready to take the plunge into the portal. Um, that's the risk you run. That that's the the the, the chaos is 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 risky business. Um, you know, Ole Miss would love to have Davison, Igbignosen, and Tashim Johnson back, but they're gone. Cuts both ways, Ben. We all know it does. It, it does. Uh, it cuts both ways. There's good and bad. And I've asked people this when I've had conversations about it. Would you trade? Arch Manning being a rebel for Walker Howard and Spencer Sanders. Well, of course not. Almost got the best end of that deal. Well, that's just a different culture now. Because in the old days, had Ole Miss missed, missed on Arch, man. God. Yeah, that would have <clears throat> been pretty ugly. Um, no doubt about it. But it's, you know, it's a different game now. And uh, it makes prognosticating, predicting much more difficult. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm writing something about Caden Prescorn this morning that on paper looks like the golden answer to Ole Miss's tight end woes. But I go back to last year, and Michael Trigg looked the same way. I mean, so I'm going to be more reserved before I jump out there and go, man, this guy's a superstar. It wasn't just me. It was Lane Kiffin in a press conference going, 
Yeah, I was talking to Knox, and I said, that's a grown man. That yeah. that's a grown man. We right got there. pro football focus coming out and ranking Caden Priest going in the top ten of returning college football tight ends. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even touch that. I did not touch that. And I know he had a fine year at Memphis, but uh, until you know we see him do it, and and honestly, until you see him do it in a game in Rebel Red and Blue, we all remember the fantastic spring transfer Michael Trigg had last year. That's true. And he had one game where he scored three touchdowns, and that was about it. I don't think anything else – I mean, I know they got 14 new transfers, but I don't think anything else is really as unsettled as quarterback, which is crazy to me because at the end of the year, the way that almost finished in Jackson Dart, getting better has almost got worse. Um, mm. That is not the position – if you made me predict, that is not the position I said that would be most unsettled going into spring this year. No. Now, maybe if you just took his Texas Bowl performance into account – you in your lane you might go okay maybe i need to improve there but but no you you felt like you could lean back and go well quarterback position is decided and you know there won't be a big battle oh there's a battle that the whole country is going to be paying attention to and 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 you know the question is honestly how will lane finagle what he says about the battle to carry it on into August so nobody gets ticked off and gets in the transfer portal. This could be a boon for Lane Kiffin if he plays this right. You have options. If you're trying to win now and Jackson Dart has won the job out of spring going into fall and then after fall count, um, but you're not getting what you maybe think you should be getting out of your offense, well, now try Spencer Sanders. And, man, this thing isn't clicking the way it should be. Well, you can try other things. And if your team's having some success and you're right there on the precipice of thinking you're a contender and Jackson or Spencer, whoever the starter is, isn't getting it done, go to the other guy. But then if you go to the developmental place where you lose to Alabama and Georgia and really the only end game here is what, the outback ball? Hell yeah, try Walker Howard because Walker Howard could be the long-time answer for three years. Your national champions are back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. Show your support for both Ole Miss baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday, allocated into your blue priority point total, and are up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today by visiting givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's Ole Miss Baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, 662-915-7159. And Ole Miss fans, Morgan Wallen is bringing his one-night-at-a-time tour to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights are still available and start at just $78. To purchase, visit morganwallen.com. That's morganwallen.com. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. 
Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season. And concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen light it up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tacova store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. 
That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. Gotta say congrats to the fighting Kermit Davises for yeah. their, their win last night in Athens. They're like two and 30 in their last 32 SEC games. It's that not that doesn't, bad. doesn't change anything about the complexion of what Kermit's, Kermit Davis's tenure is going to be. That die has been cast. I don't think this is going to be a long drawn out search. Well, I don't get that well, sense. I, th- I think that you're already starting to hear some things and see some things as far as movement and potential moving and shaking. Steve Forbes at Wake Forest, he wanted this job back when Kermit got it. And Ole Miss first brought Thad Motter from Ohio State coach on campus for a visit. And he would they would have given it to him if he'd have taken it. Um, but then Thad leaves, now he's at Butler. And the search never got past Kermit, but that interest has remained. And though he's at a better school in Wake Forest as far as basketball history, um, I don't think Ole Miss is going to have to go the route like I thought they would initially of hiring some unproven assistant that will have to step in and maybe kind of prove himself. They could still still do that. There might be more upside to that with a program like Ole Miss, but I think they're going to be able to hire a pretty good coach, like a sitting head coach such as Steve Forbes. Not to say it will be him, but he's one of the ones you need to pay attention to. Dusty May is another one. I don't think Ole Miss can go and pluck away a setting, successful, worth worthy to be hired, power five head coach. Because if you want to talk about history, what, nine times in like 113 seasons, this program has gone to the NCAA tournament. Um, there is something working against basketball that is systemic, that is bigger than what the tad pad was. I, I don't know if you leave another power five job to take this gargantuan task on, Ben. This job right now is a stepping stone for a guy at a mid-major school that that wants to get to the big time, but this is not where he wants to get to ultimately in his quest for the big time. Is it too late? I already know the answer to this. Is it too late for Kermit to save his job? Purely my opinion. There's no path for Kermit to save this thing. It's not personal. It's just what it is. And I don't think with the way Ole Miss fans are responding to the program now and the apathy that is set in, even if they friggin' won out, dude, I just don't think it's possible. Because Ole Miss basketball is just stale. The fact Kermit. that I was I, – I, like, I tuned in because I saw on Twitter that Ole Miss was leading about midway through the second half. And I said, you know what, I'm going to turn it in, tune it in. First of all, they got the ball possession with seven seconds left se- – or nine seconds left. <laughs> up four points. That is a yeah. win. It isn't yeah. even a hard win. Just inbound the ball. Yeah. And they couldn't inbound the ball. And somehow on an inbound with seven seconds left, Jamin got beat around around his body. Dude posts him up underneath the goal, and they it's got an and one. I mean, this is like the most basic of stuff. Hey, hey, this is what needs to happen. Kermit needs to beat the hell out of South Carolina on Saturday. It's in the pavilion. And then he needs to go to the press conference and and just bitch at Ole Miss fans about the crowd. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what needs to happen. I think I think Ole Miss fans are so right. I mean, when they got annoyed with Lane Kiffin talking about the fans constantly, no, y'all don't get to do that. It's not just on the fans. They don't. Not just the fans have a responsibility 
to make a schedule that is acceptable for everyone. That includes the fans. And I'm talking like Keith and them and Lane and them. Like y'all, when y'all put together a schedule, it is hard now for somebody to go to back to back to back home football games. They're paying what? If it's a family of four, me, my wife, and two girls, you're talking about $2,000 a pop to do oh, it yeah, right. For an SEC game, absolutely. Yeah, sure. So forgive me if I'm going to have to pocket that because we're normal people with normal money and not go to the Central Arkansas game. Our best non-con game this, this season is in New Orleans, where, where Ole Miss fans are going to get 3,000 tickets. Okay. So this huge Rebel takeover and Ole Miss party down in the Big Easy the weekend of Tulane, it's going to be a lot smaller than what you think. All I heard right there was that the bars in New Orleans are going to have a great weekend. But actually going to the game in, in the Garden District in Tulane, come on, it's not going to happen. It's going to be 3,000 Ole Miss fans and 26,000 Tulane fans. So no more talking about the crowds. And Kermit hasn't done that. We're just kind of joking around with that. But, like, Lane, Keith, Kermit, nobody talk about the crowds. Y'all do y'all's part, too. Make it more affordable for a family of four to come and actually experience it. A family and, of four from Pontotoc can't drop $6,000 in three weeks. Well, and, and as you pointed out, more enjoyable. I, I mean, you got to play somebody other than Central Arkansas and Mercer. And don't gripe about the crowds when you are playing Central Arkansas and Mercer. Yeah, I mean, people are kind of dragging Dion for that that schedule that Colorado's playing. Like, oh, man, they're going to win two, three games. Who gives a shit? What's the difference between three and eight in college football in 2023? Who cares? Take big swings, and at least then people want to come see your team play or see teams that are good come play you. I mean, if you lose to Alabama and Georgia, at Alabama and Georgia this year, which you are going to probably, again, I don't speak in absolutes, but they're going to be heavily favored over you. If you lose those two games, your season is effectively over as far as the, the ultimate prize. Are we not trying to get a championship here? Well, in that case, you're fighting to stay out of the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's it. And that's a really shitty motivation to have. But you still got to play LSU, Arkansas, A&M. This is not an easy schedule. Yeah, but the, the conversation changes immediately. You, that's what it, comes, it becomes. It doesn't become anymore oh, what it can be. It's, God, how far can it fall? If Ole Miss goes, I don't know, four and eight, all right, next year, but they played a packed schedule, and actually in one of those fours, they beat a team that they weren't necessarily supposed to beat. And they're competitive in all the games. They're just losing some games. That's more encouraging than going eight and five like this year and losing five of your last six because at least then I can look at it and say, hey, we're getting better. This is where we, we really can measure where we are. We lost to Georgia 48 to 20. You know what? That shows me we're a little closer than we are. But, again, the, the loss is the loss. You're four and eight. But I would rather compete for the highest prize and go for a title in the age of the portal, which year to year, literally year to year for coaches and players. I want to go for titles, not the Outback Bowl anymore. <laughs> well, fortunately, they don't play Georgia until November 11. Every other one prior to that, except maybe uh, Alabama and LSU, are winnable games. Not saying they're going to win them because Arkansas in Oxford – that's going to be tough. K.J. Yeah. Jefferson's back. Auburn and Hugh Freeze at Auburn, Ole Miss never plays well there. But if you played a strong schedule, and even if you lost some of those games, but on November 18th or whenever, you scheduled Clemson. But you beat Notre Dame. That's way more interesting than just limping 
and falling apart to eight and five and losing five of your last six, losing the state in the egg bowl. I'm not saying this could happen, but I am saying this could happen. I'm not predicting this, but Ole Miss could very well go into the egg bowl five and six and having to beat state to get to the Liberty bowl. And, and you go, well, you're crazy. Look, Alabama, LSU, Arkansas, Auburn. Got to concede that could possibly be four losses. I'm not predicting it, but could be. A&M and Georgia, five and six. Not predicting it, but it could be. And that puts you with a record of five and six if you beat Mercer, Tulane, Georgia Tech, Vanderbilt, and Louisiana Monroe, which you should having to beat the Bulldogs in Starkville. And I don't see them being that good this year either. The Egg Bowl could be for who gets to play in the postseason. And a lot of Ole Miss fans will take that negatively and say, oh, no, that sounds terrible. And you know what? It would be a disappointment because with Lane Kiffin, he said to expect more, to not be okay with close losses. Well, $9 million says expect more. Expect more, right, exactly. That exact same record, except instead of playing Mercer, playing let's play Nebraska. We could yeah, beat the Nebraska. hell out of Nebraska. Nebraska would be fat. That'd be a fun game. That would get you national coverage. That might even get you game day if Ole Miss and Nebraska are a little better under Matt Rule and Lane Kiffin than they were supposed to be. Matt Rule will have uh, <clears throat> Nebraska will be better. Matt Rule is a but Matt Rule is a national story right now, and Lane Kiffin is always a national story. You would get way more out of playing that even in a loss than playing Mercer and winning and, and getting a five and six and having to beat State to go to the Liberty Bowl. Who gives a shit about the Liberty Bowl? You're going to get bowl share anyway, bowl revenue from the SEC, from all the bowls it plays in, and every year the SEC's playing the National Championship game. Arkansas and Kansas was the best bowl game I watched all year. I don't even Liberty know who won that game. Who won that? Arkansas, Neat. barely. Great. <laughs> it was like a double overtime game. It was It was incredible. And, and, and it was 65 degrees in Memphis that day. Anytime Ole Miss has ever played in the Liberty Bowl, it's 28 and raining. I just want Ole Miss to win a title. I want once the playoff expansion happens for Ole Miss to be an every-year bubble team for the, two, for the 12 teams. That means every year in the top 20 and playing their way into 12 because you can't play for the title unless you're in the tournament. I saw what Ole Miss did with baseball. And that was a long time coming. That was well hard-earned by Ole Miss fans. The most frustrating program because they were so close. Well, now they've kind of flirted with that a little bit. Now, they haven't quite done it on the field, but all the other stuff, the Lane Kiffin prophecy and the high-profile nature of recruitment in the portal, like, like the dart and trig recruitment was tabloid. Like, you remember that? Ole Miss is always in the conversation now. It's always – at least a part of the conversation that dominates cycles, even with the winning that hasn't come, you know, to match it on the field. I want a title. I've tasted it with baseball. I've tasted a little bit with football. And let's be honest here, football dominates everything at Ole Miss. Could you imagine Ole Miss winning a title? Well, you can't win a title unless you're in the tournament. So that's what I'm looking forward to. In 2023, well, I don't think they could be that. Let, let's do this. Let's take the Coach Yo approach to the football schedule in 23. And let's divide this schedule into three four-game pods. Okay. All right? First pod, Mercer, Tulane, Georgia Tech, and Alabama. I got Ole Miss going three and one in that pod. Who are they? Whoa. Well, Alabama. 
Mercer, Tulane, Georgia Tech, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, next pot. LSU, Arkansas, Auburn, Vanderbilt. Two and two. Two and two. Okay, so we've got them at five and three at this point. Texas A&M, Georgia, ULM, Mississippi State. Two and two. Seven and five. So seven and five is what I gave them? Seven and five. Shit. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta base it off the evidence in front of you. Yeah. Now maybe a new quarterback if that happens. But do you want to hear something crazy? If Ole Miss went seven and five with that schedule you just laid out to me, and I was doing it in real time, I didn't know how the schedule laid out. I would be more encouraged about Ole Miss taking steps toward being a championship team because that's all I want with a seven and five season next season because I just don't think they're ready to be that yet. I would be so encouraged by seven and five. I would agree with that. And if they win their bowl game, they're eight and five for the second year in a row. And that eight and five compared to this eight and five would feel so much different. And Ole Miss fans would probably be disappointed if you said eight and five this like right now for next year. And I'm sitting here going, man, give me eight and five. I'd sign up right now because I don't think they have championship capability yet. But maybe Kiffin yeah. does, and that's why he brings in Spencer Sanders. I don't know. That's three and five in the SEC, by the way. Um, it's a typical year. We used to aspire well, for three and five in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, predicted wins over either Arkansas or Auburn. I think they get one of those. Um, I am done ever predicting wins over Arkansas. I won't do it anymore. Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. Caleb Ducking's in the portal, the accomplished wide receiver. We're talking about portal and being done. That could be one. Yeah. But Dylan Johnson and Tulu didn't happen, neither one of them. And if you just said Ole Miss would have gone 0 for 2, both Tulu and Dylan Johnson this uh, portal cycle, I'd have said, oh, no way. No way. Well, and you throw in Ra-Ra Thomas, and, you know, thank goodness they missed on him. Um, That's true. But, you know, it it is what it is. And, look, more guys are going to be in the portal after spring ball. We know that. There are going to be more guys from Ole Miss in the portal and there are going to be plenty of guys for Ole Miss to choose and recruit from the portal. Here's a question, man. Braylon Brown got into the portal. He's working out with the team. He's going to go through spring practices, so he hasn't gone anywhere. If a guy gets into the portal, I only bring it up because I don't know if he's necessarily out of the portal. Can you just stay in the portal? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he can. I you mean, can just stay there. A- so Braylon's in the portal. Yeah. I mean, he's he has not withdrawn. That is wild. So, Jalen Cunningham is in the portal. Um, and, is he still um, on campus? Yeah. And my understanding is he graduates in May, and he will find another team to go play for at the end of May. Uh, Kincaid Dent is still on campus and in the portal, but he's done with football. He will not be going through spring with Ole Miss. Will Jalen be going through spring with Ole Miss? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I, is he working out right now with the team? I'm curious. I don't know. He had best be. Kincaid is like, Kincaid's not going to play football, but is he still working? That's wild to me. So he's not going to play football at Ole Miss. He is going somewhere to play football next fall. Right. But is he working out? Is he in the weight room right now with Ole Miss? I don't. This kid don't, is not going to be a part of your program at the end of the spring, which is fine. I, I want the kids to be able to do this. It's just crazy to think they could go through, they're in the portal. They're going through workouts with Ole Miss. They're going to go through spring practices, but they're just kind of waiting to see. You know, maybe if my situation hasn't changed, then I'm still going to go. I know of one particular FCS school who has a uh, Division One quarterback transfer 
that is committed to them, that is uh, still enrolled at his old school, but is back home taking online classes in California and won't show up on his new campus until June. Man, and, I would and, ta- I would take so many vacations if I had that opportunity. <laughs> Got money in an NIL deal. And I said, you know what? I'm not reporting until June. I don't want to go through spring practice. I'll work out on my own and then just go travel the world or something. Yeah, you know, like Quinshawn signs his half a million dollar deal with Ole Miss. And then like the next week, he's taking Instagrams in Bermuda. <laughs> I don't want to. It's, it's like skipping OTAs in football. Like no one blinks an eye when a player skips OTAs in the NFL. You know, and you also, and this is where I feel sorry for college coaches. You've got to manage some of the natural arrogance and natural resentment that comes from NIL deals like that in your locker room. Look, there, look, everybody's happy that the kid got the money, but are they really? Well, they're happy, but also resentful. Like two things can be true. I want my money too. I want my money, but I'm happy for my friend. I'm also resentful that he got his money and I didn't get mine. I'm in the weight room at 5.30 every morning, just like this guy is. So that's what's coming next. Kids saying, wait a second. I want to renegotiate my NIL deal. My teammate just got this. Well, I was making this, and I did this, and I deserve more than that. Oh, that's going on right now. I want to renegotiate my deal, and um, I'm going to hold out of spring practices until I get that deal. Going to happen. Going to happen. You are 1,000% correct. And I'm fine with it as long as we treat it like it needs to be treated. No more, hey, the boys got to the Music City Bowl. Let's go have a party, an Ole Miss party in Nashville. Screw that. If the way this is now with renegotiated contracts and contracts in general and a lot of money, money dominating the sport, well, if money's all it is, I can go buy a championship in the offseason. That's fine. But by God, we're going to try to win a championship. You, you guys are going out for 30 days of fall camp? Nah, I'll be there the last 14 days of <laughs> yeah. fall camp. Nick Broker. Did Nick Broker need to go through a month of fall, fall camp practices? No. 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 There That's will gonna... ultimately come out of this a veteran reporting day for fall camp. Yeah. That's right. That's what's going to happen. And, and, and look, we all love the game. We love our teams. But I, I don't think any of us love the direction this is headed. What's the dream? That one singular moment, just like in Omaha, we all know where we were. I was in the stands with some friends. I made sure to be with friends and family at the moment when Ole Miss clinched and the dog pile happened on the mound. We all remember where we were. Maybe you were at a bar, maybe across the street in Omaha. Maybe you were at home celebrating with friends and family, but you remember that. And it was special. Now multiple, multiply that by a million gazillion. Yeah, that is what football is. You, you and I could put our salaries together and probably more than cover the totality of NIO money for Ole Miss baseball players. Can't do that for football. Right, but I'm fine with there that. There are no so baseball all, players going to Bermuda. Right, so if we're all in agreement that the only thing we care about is Ole Miss, not John Smith, that guy from Pontotoc that worked his way up, became the starting offensive lineman. I'm rooting for my guy there. No, 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 no. All of them are, are just pieces in the machine, man. If the only thing is winning a title, and that's all I give a shit about, if the only thing is winning a title, if that's all that matters, and it's just money, well, by God, let's come together. Each one of us would be willing to give, what, at least 500 apiece? 
Screw it. This this is college athletics and people have been conditioned over years and years to care more about the product than just the wins and losses. Now, social media comes along and you read the crap that's on social media and it changes the direction and the complexion of things. But, you know, man, you want, you want good stories. You want kids who love your university. Well, maybe you don't, but a lot of people still do. And, and, and that's why somebody smarter than me has got to figure this out. The title. And another one, and another one, and another one. I'm going to hang real banners, not SEC co-champions in 2003. Real banners. I want stuff that's real, that'll live on way past all of us. That's what I want. And if all I got to, and if you tell me it's not anymore about having to break through some impossible glass ceiling because there's biases and you have to overcome way more than just paying for and getting what you paid for. Oh, I'll take this all day. It's black and white. Give me the title. That's what I want. This has been Franchise Player. He's David Johnson at Inside the Rebels. If you haven't already subscribed to Review Talk of Champions, Franchise Player in iTunes. And also check out the Ole Miss Spirit on 3 and Inside the Rebels 247. Sign up, subscribe, and get the best coverage out there on Ole Miss football, baseball, basketball, recruiting. You name it at both sites. Thank you, buddy. It was long-winded. It's my fault, but it was fun. It was fun. Hotty toddy, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.